0: Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. I am a greerless host today. As I wrap up the Meet the Authors series with part four of Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore, I won't belabor the point, but the essence of the entire uh, four part series, the point of the book is that we all have moments of feeling invisible, unheard, unseen, unappreciated, but that only has to last as long as we allow it. We are absolutely in control of our visibility, the impact that we have on the world. And one of the things that I think is really important for you to understand if you at all feel invisible or have felt invisible, Um, is that no one can do to you what you don't allow them to do. So if there's been some event that happened in your life, some interaction that's happened in your life, or a lack of an interaction or a lack of action taken on another person's part, if you are working and your work is going unnoticed, unappreciated, You know, you can change that. There are things that you can do to change that. Doesn't require you to be rude or mean, to leave your job, any of that. If you are um, where you are and it's just a matter of being accepted, first of all, start with accepting and appreciating you for who you are and what you bring to the table. And if you operate from a place of being seen, people will ultimately take notice. So it's not about the things that you do or what you do for other people. It is about how you are interacting, how you are respecting and how you are appreciating and loving yourself, right? You can't give get what you are not giving. So if you're not giving that to yourself, other people are likely not to do it either. That doesn't make it easy to do, but that is the way to turn it around. So take a listen to this episode. We have Dr. Christine, Mary, Sarah, and Linda. And listen to um, their stories and how they went from invisible to invincible. And after you're done listening, I will be back to wrap up. Hi, it's Whitney Wiley, and I'm back with another group of authors to the book Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore. Linda Sunshine West, who is the um, lead collaborator, the compiler, the owner of Women Action Takers Publishing, right, and who has um, published this book. Uh, that will be released on August 30th. You can pre-order it now, correct? At Mm -hmm. invincibleforevermore.com. So we're going to start with you, Linda, if you would share um, how this book came about. And, uh, oh, yes, share how the book came about, but we need okay. to know who you are, who <laughs> who we'll introduce yourself and then talk about how this book came about.
1: And uh, who cares about me? We just want to know about the book, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the reality. My name is Linda Sunshine West and Sunshine's not my given name. It's actually a name that was given to me about two years into my personal development, personal growth journey, which started at age fifty-one, so you're never too old to start something new, and it's been a, an amazing, amazing journey. I've you know, met a, every single person here today that you know Whitney has um, interviewed several people you know, for her show, and every single one of them I met after that journey. My complete, my whole life has completely flipped itself on its head, which is a good thing because it's actually standing up now. And I used to be on my head before. And you know, it's it's interesting because as we go through life and we have these journeys, you know, things happen and we either take action on them or we don't. And so this book, you know, came about. So it is called Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore. This came out of my own journey because I felt invisible for so many decades in my life. You know, I grew up in a very volatile, abusive, alcoholic household. And at five years old, I ran away and I was gone a whole week. That's how strong and brave I was at five. So when I came home, though, I came home with my tail between my legs and my head bent down, literally bent down. I wouldn't even look people in the eyes for decades to come. I had so much fear. So in 2015, I faced a fear every day for a whole year. And it really started to unfold. And so I could see who I am. And that's when I started to step into this place of invincibility, you know, like a feeling like, you know, I got this and I can stand up for myself. And, and now I had a voice. And so it changed the way I saw things and the way I spoke. And so this book title came from me feeling invisible the majority of my life, you know, even though I wasn't invisible, I felt invisible. And I think that's the important piece is that none of us is really invisible But we may feel it so we embody that so i embodied the feelings that i was feeling and then as i started to step into that space of invincibility that's when like i said everything started changing because i just started sharing my voice and and now i moved to a place of where you know i don't have any fear of judgment which i did have for for so many years and i say and do really still silly things sometimes and you know what no excuses and you are just part of who I am. And I'm okay with that. If you don't like me for it, I'm okay with that too. But if you love me for it, that's even better, you know? So that's how this book, you know, came about the the story of the book and how it came about was just through my own personal journey. And as I started, you know, thinking about it, I started reaching out to other women and saying, have you ever felt invisible in your life? And it, it was resounding. Yes, 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 yes. And so it's like, oh, good, we have some stories to tell. And they're incredible stories of these women right here. You know, what's really interesting, Linda, is I, and without getting
0: into my chapter too much, I don't think I ever really thought of myself as invisible, right? And you say that, you know, we, we do that to ourselves, but that's exactly what my chapter is about, that I did that to myself. Even though I think if someone had asked me, I wouldn't have thought that because I was on stages, right, where I was, I was absolutely seen, but I wasn't, and mostly
1: it was inside and, and had nothing to do with other people. So, um, and that's the the point there, Whitney. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I, I started playing flute when I was in second grade and I was always like the first chair. So I was playing solos and I was always performing, you know, as flute nerds, you know, but always, always performing and still feeling invisible. And that's the thing is like the performance was, it was a performance. It wasn't me. It was a performance and there's a difference there because now when I show up, no matter where I am, I don't care who I interviewed the president of Mexico in his presidential suite. Now, how cool is that? But you know what? I showed up as Linda Sunshine West and just showed up as me and it didn't, it didn't faze me that he was the president. And that's the difference for me now compared to where I was before. So I'm not performing anymore. I'm just showing up as me. And it makes a difference for me, at least.
0: And, and that, I think it is ultimately the key, right? Is just to be who you who you are, whoever that is, whatever that is, embrace it, accept it, live it. If you're going to live out loud, let that be the, the thing that you're living out loud. Not some fantasy life, but who you are to your core um, authentically. So amen. Um, we're gonna let the um, other authors here introduce themselves so um, Christine Mary and Sarah introduce yourself and if you are in business um, tell us who you serve and if you're not in business you can share um, a little bit about what it is that you do Christine we'll start with you
2: Hi, and thank you. And Linda, I resonate so much with your story. And we all have similar stories once we reach a certain age and even before. So, I myself, I'm Dr. Christine Sauer. Yes, I'm a physician, I'm a retired physician and naturopath from Germany. And I had a great life. I was very visible up front. And like you, Linda, I was acting, but I didn't know it. And then Life happened, I had a husband, children, the husband committed suicide, we ended up coming to Canada, I was by myself with two teenage boys and utterly lonely, suddenly the invisibility and loneliness broke through, I was so depressed and in pain, I didn't want to live no more, and in the moment, and you can read it in a book, what happened exactly, I actually had the courage to ask for help and got admitted to a mental hospital. Now, what is more invisible than an inpatient in a mental hospital locked in a little room with the mattress and a hole in the room? Mm. And the story, thankfully, doesn't end there. Because after a while, I was four weeks there and six weeks in daily psychotherapy. I actually recovered. And you can read all about it in the book because it's awesome. And I love to share my story. But going forward, I couldn't work as a doctor because it was too late in Canada. It, it just didn't work out. And it's better, for, it's better now than what it used to be. I'm glad I, didn't, I don't have to work as a conventional physician, which is not so nice in North America. Whatever. I decided to work as a coach. And currently, I work as a mental health coach. I founded my business, Doc Christine Coaching, and the Brain Power Program, where I actually help uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals uh, feel better, get healthier, and uh, work smarter by. Using cutting edge neuroscience and optimizing their brain. Because I am on the teaching team from Daniel Amen, who wrote the Change Your Brain, Change Your Life book and a few other things. And I just love it. It's so important. So I'm fully invincible. And I'm so happy, Linda, I got a place in your book. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Christine. Appreciate that. Mary, introduce yourself.
3: Wow. Um, so I'm Mary Elizabeth Jackson, and I am so excited to be here with you ladies. We, gosh, everybody's story is so amazing. Christine, this is the first time I've heard your story and how inspiring is that? And, um, I'm a big fan of Dr. and <laughs> I love his work and, um, I am just so, I can't wait to read your chapter because I've not read all the chapters yet, but I can't wait to read it. And um, somebody today messaged me that they went and bought um, our uh, fearless entrepreneur. So I'm like, okay, we got another one for you to buy coming up soon. (laughs) So I am um, a mom and a wife. I have three children, two of my children on the spectrum. So I am a children's author. And the purpose uh, I try to use the written word to help motivate children and uh, families and um, help children to start uh, early in life with positive language, learning those tools of how to, um, you know, empower themselves and how to process how they're feeling, how to use mindfulness and breathing and yoga and things like that kind of encompass all of that into helping children to be more empowered in their lives. And, um, I also am a special needs and disabilities advocate, and I have two shows on uh, Facebook and Amazon Live. One is for authors, and one is for special needs. And I really love to bring all of this together. Um, and, you know, Linda, I think I start my chapter out in the book, and, and my chapter is about sometimes wanting to be invisible. So I had a really hard time writing this because I sat and thought for a long time about, well, there have been times in my life I really wanted to be invisible. I didn't wanna be seen by anyone. You know, um, your family is broken. Um, You know, you go through divorce and losing grandparents and then there's bullying that happens and other kind of traumatic things that go on in life and make you just wanna hide and not be in the world. Um, But I think I say, Linda, exactly what you're talking about. We're, We're truly not invisible because we are physically seen but we feel invisible. And, um, you know, there was a period in my life where I had some medical issues and I went from like 115 pounds to 300 pounds, believe it or not. And so it's funny because what I have found out through that process of healing through all that is that weight is really an emotional protection that we put on ourselves. And what's funny about that. And ironic is that even though you may be hiding Your physical body is too large for nobody to not see, right? That was great English right there, wasn't it? But you know what I mean? So when I look back on that time in my life, I thought, wow, I really, there was that person inside screaming to want to be heard and seen, you know, um, I had a time, that, uh, someone, I don't write about this in the book, but I talk about it. Like Linda says, did I ever tell you the time about, you know, um, in my early twenties, someone tried to kidnap me. And, um, I actually, after that sort of went into hiding and that's how I ended up with, I don't want to say I ended up with my husband that way because, but it sort of kind of led to that. And, um, I remember being so afraid for so long and hiding, uh, feeling like I can't, I can't be out. I, uh, you know, and, and then I had all this weight and everything. And, and there was one point in my life where this inside me, my spirit was just screaming to come out and, and be seen and be heard. And I think for women, especially we fight a battle most of our lives of being heard and standing up for ourselves. And I think we don't even know it's actually happening. So it's very important for us to teach our daughters how to stand up for themselves, even for small things, like something we're dealing with, with my daughter's college. I'm like, this is a small thing, but it's huge because you have to stand up for yourself right now about this situation. And um, I, you know, just had this within me, like, I think most of us, we really do want to be heard. All of us want to be heard. We want to have a voice no matter what however form that takes. And, um, so I write about that in my chapter and how overcoming that here I am, I have all these things in place now, and I don't want to be invisible anymore. I want to take all that I've learned, all that I've been through and power through and move forward and help others do the same thing to know they can overcome and meeting everyone that we have met, Linda, that you've met, that I've been privileged to meet through all of this process. I don't know that there's much anyone could not overcome because of the stories that we hear. The empowerment is just, I mean, you almost tear up, you know, but it's so, the human spirit is incredible, isn't it?
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for that, Mary. Uh, Sarah,
4: let's hear a little bit about who you are. Hi, forgive me. um, I was waiting in the waiting room with the the old link and I had to go into my email to check that we have a new link so
0: (laughs) found myself and that's all that matters
4: yes I'm glad to be here um I'm privileged to be part of this book and when I started writing this book I really didn't know um what I was in for (laughs) what I was gonna do what I was gonna write I really had no idea but it was through uh, uh, someone who heard me speak on stage she came to me and she said you know you should participate in this book and when I heard the title I was I was caught at invisible and invincible because both were true and so inside I knew I was invincible but I I didn't realize, like most of us here, like, I didn't realize or I didn't live life knowing or thinking that I was invincible. I mean, sorry, invisible. <laughs> but as I started writing, it kind of like, huh, this is interesting. I've lived my life hiding. And like like all of us here, I was on stage. I'm, I have a presence, like people like me, and I never really thought that that was what I was doing, but I had been hiding like the deepest and darkest secrets that really affected me and the life that I was living. And so this book for me um, gave me the opportunity to really share a story that I've never publicly shared with anyone. I don't think I did that, not even with my family members. So it was a true leap of faith. Um, <laughs> I'm still scared. <laughs> but just in the process of writing, it really gave me that power and courage and the voice to just, I did it and it's in print. And I feel just empowered by just the, the fact that I just allowed myself to do that. and um it's kind of like a big ball that just dropped out of my body and so I feel like it's it's really made me feel lighter and something that was dragging me down just kind of I just like let go and so just in the process of writing itself was powerful and healing for me and so that's the experience that I gained and if and from reading some of the other chapters it's like oh my god I'm my story is like nothing. <laughs> Although, I, I mean, you know, not in a bad way. It's like there are so many people that I can relate to and learn from. And it's just like, even without the book being published, just the fact that we are sharing this story is already so powerful. And so I feel so just privileged to be part of this. Um, I own and operate a business um with my sister and this business I started 11 years ago um, and we have we have this um academic coaching it started out with just education consulting for international students um I come from Korea and there are a lot of international students who um, need the guidance and the help to study abroad when they get here throughout the years of helping them I realized the need for um it's a little bit more than just a host mom you know a lot of people have this um homestays um what we do is maybe it could be easily put and understood as homestays but we also coach them throughout the whole process of going through the two years of community college and um, we help them transfer to a four-year institution and we house them we we feed them, I give them rides, I'm their like mom. <laughs> and at, at first when I started doing this, I didn't realize this is what I was doing. But over the years, it took me to understand that what I was doing, caring for these students and giving them the love and the guidance and the academic education is what I would have wanted from my own mother, but my mother passed away. i was 11 due to a car accident and so my sister and i always talk about this it's like if our mother was alive she would have been the the biggest tiger mom biggest helicopter mom (laughs) we would have gone to college probably harvard because she wouldn't accept anything otherwise (laughs) and so we're like we're kind of thankful that she's not here with us (laughs) because that would have been a hard life however we're we're providing that for our students right now and our clients right now and I feel like it's kind of like a mission um, that was given to me um, just to see that these students are successful and so it's true and dear to my heart like I love working with students and working with parents and making sure that they have a safe place and someone they can trust to send their students to their kids to while they're busy doing their thing, a lot of my um, uh, students' parents are like doctors and very famous people in Korea. And knowing that they have a place to really trust and send their children, they're able to do what they're supposed to do and I'm able to take care of them. And so far I've had 100% success with all of my students and they've done so well going on to grad school and becoming all kinds of things like preparing for law school. Whereas when they first came to me, they didn't speak a word of English and so, it's fascinating, the the progress that's possible. So um, in the process, I've had to work through my own life struggles, and um, I've learned more about myself, and and it was a journey, and um, in the process, I got certified as as a a master coach in NLP, um, hypnotherapy, and timeline therapy. It helped me transform me and uncover who I was meant to be, and learning this I thought it would be so, so helpful for the students that I work with, especially young people. If I had known this when I was was 18, like my life would have been super different. And so I work with um, students and parents and just normal entrepreneurs. Um, Whoever I get referred to, I work with them to uncover who they're, Supposed to really, really truly be. And like the discovery is like uncovering, right? Discover. So it's like a layer. I, I think of it as layers of an onion. And as we deep, dig deeper, it's like there's this treasure inside of all of us that sometimes we fail to see because all, all kinds of stuff has happened over the years. And it's like once we kind of um, uncover those layers, like I could see that each and every one of us has like so much potential and so much power, and especially as women. Um, And that's what I want to work with with people to help them uncover that.
0: You guys, you know, Sarah, thank you. All of you are doing such amazing jobs, you know, amazing work with the communities that you are impacting and um, that you have been willing to step up and step out out of the shadows, whether they were created by you or created from a circumstance or by someone else, you just, you know, you should be like patting yourselves on the back. Um, And Linda, that you've provided a a forum, a a platform for people to be able to share their stories so that they can have, you can broaden your impact, right? Because each of us, can impact, we've got our sphere of influence, and now you're gonna take those spheres of influence and it's gonna grow exponentially with the book. So um, I wanna ask this question, why do you believe it has been important in your journey um, for you to step into your invincibility, to step into your power, to step out of the shadows and how do you, you've talked a little bit about this in terms of who you work with and who you serve, but how do you see that um, helping them to then do the same following your example? And Mary, we'll start with
3: you. Is Okay, is the mic better? Okay. <laughs> All right, so I feel like, um, like I had talked about earlier, how I think as women, we do struggle with, um, having to stand up for ourselves and value our own worth of who we are. Um, and a lot of that depends on the things that we picked up as a child, the programs that we picked up, the messages we picked up, even those unspoken messages that we have brought to ourselves to believe about. Um, and I think that that's one of those things that has kind of fueled me. Um, I know as a stay-at-home mom, which was a choice, There's a lot of times you feel invisible and completely unimportant. And the job that you do is a stay at home mom. At least for me, um, I took it very seriously. And it is about 20 different things in one day that you do or 20 different people that you are to your children and your family. And so when people ask you what you do, and that's part of what you do, and they're like, oh, you know, because you don't have a PhD behind you, or you don't have a, a master's or whatever it is. It's like, why don't you let, let's trade places for just a second, because as a mom, we're really stretched to do so many things and be so many people without a certification. It's what we learn in life. We're learning on the job as we're training. So I I really feel like, um, because it's, we're intended to be lights in this world to help others be lights and turn on what is inside of them and to see the brilliance and to be compassionate and kind and loving and forgiving. I I really feel like that's part of what has fueled me to step out of where I was into where I want to be and to always move forward and to always look forward and to understand and know what are my choices in my life. One of those big choices is what decisions I make, where I focus, what I think about, what I choose to think about, That is very important in our lives. So I'm, I'm hoping from the work that I'm, that I'm doing that I can help empower children. I can help um, children of all ages, even adults learn um, different language uh, to use, but language that helps them to be more empowered, to feel more empowered because words are free and we can have them with us at all times, anytime, but also to you know, if I had had somebody help me understand why I was feeling what I was feeling and that it's not the end of the world. And that in a few minutes, I could probably work through it and be back to ground zero and then go on with my life. Cause we know when you're growing up and your, your emotions are woo, big, big, big. Yeah. And, um, so I hope that I'm able to do that. That's a real passion I have. I'm, I'm hoping that the shows that I do will bring information and resources to families who have children with disabilities and challenges, what it's like to be a parent in that world, how lonely it can be, you know, what steps to take to find out about something going on with your child, where to go after you find out what's going on with your child, how to proceed forward, and knowledge is power. So the more we gear ourselves with knowledge, the more empowered that we can be, and then we can be a better parent, and our child can have a better experience in life. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
3: Linda.
1: Yes, um, you know, it's interesting because the journey that I have been on has been, you know, that personal development journey, which has led into also my entrepreneurial journey. And you know, what I do today, I didn't even mention what I do, you know. I I, I often forget to even mention that because. I don't know if that's as important as, you know, the, the impact that I make, because like you're hearing everybody telling their story about, you know, how you're bringing this compilation, having them share their story on that piece of paper, how it's impacted their life in one way, shape or form. But then also what happens is it has that ripple effect because now it's going to also impact other people's lives. And so what I actually do, what I do do (laughs) is I empower women to write, publish and market their stories so that we can get them on stages to share their voice with the world. I felt voiceless for 51 years of my life. And when I first started speaking my voice and just sharing my true thoughts, you know, what I was, what really was going on in my head. Cause you know, somebody mentioned earlier, I can't remember who it was, but you know how you just kind of lose track of lose track of who you are. Right. You don't know who you are because you're living for your children. You're living for your spouse or what have you that I didn't know who I was. I, I didn't lose sight of who I was. I just didn't know who I was all at the, from the beginning because I was a people pleaser for so many years. So once I started speaking my voice and sharing my voice with the world, I found that I gained more confidence in myself. And this is one of the reasons I do what I do is because I know that sometimes all it takes is someone behind you to say, I gotcha, I got you covered. Don't worry, let's just go together. Let's do this together. And I am that person, definitely. I'm that cheerleader who's going to cheer you on and I'm gonna run across that finish line with you and we're gonna celebrate together. And it's because of the journey that I've been on that has gotten me to that place of like, that's what I truly love doing. And, you know, when I figured that out, it took me a while. It took me a few years, about six and a half years of my entrepreneur journey to actually figure that out. But you know what? There's no stopping me. There's no stopping me because I'm living my passion and living my purpose while I'm here on this planet. I like to say I'm living on, on uh, I'm living on purpose instead of on accident. Yes. i spent too many years living on accident, but now living my life on purpose. So I don't know if that answered the question, but
0: it does. It absolutely okay. does. It, it's about the, why it's important not, not to be invisible. Why it's important to be invincible, to step into your power. So, absolutely. And, and,
1: uh, okay. So yeah, let me, I'm just gonna go one more. I'll, I'll be really quick, brief on this, but, and the reason it's important to step into your power. Every single one of us is born with this greatness inside of us. You know, Les Brown talks about it all the time. We are all born of God's image. So no matter what we have going on with our lives, we were all born with that. And so for us to, to shrink and shrivel up inside, we're not living. We're not really living like what we're here to do. So when we step into our purpose, when we step into our voice, when we start sharing that with the world and we start showing up as who we truly are, that's when we give other people permission to do the same thing. So I think it's such a powerful thing that we have. We have this ability to speak. Animals don't do this. Human beings do. We have the ability to move mountains. We have the ability to, to motivate and inspire people to take an action in their life that they're too scared to do. And I think that you know when we when we do share our voices and we do put this out there that that's when we make a better impact on this planet. And so I'm on the mission to do that, and I'm on a mission. You know, any woman I come in contact with, like my hope is that I can help her to do that as well. You know, if she needs help, and if she doesn't need help, let's go together. Let's just do it together.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I'm
1: passionate about that. Oh my gosh, so are. passionate!
0: I heard that. I heard that in your voice, Christine.
2: Thanks. And I resonate so much with you, Linda and Mary and even Sarah, you're younger than me, obviously, but we are all passion driven women. And my passion always was helping people. And when I myself was helpless, that perspective really shaped me. And it took a combination of all different methods to get me healthy. And I want to spread the word. That is my mission, to give hope to those that are still struggling with serious mental illness labels that are just sad labels. You can remove them with the right guidance and help. You're not stuck being bipolar, depressed uh schizophrenic even my diagnosis is schizoaffective disorder people have no idea when they see me i shared and i'm also avoidant dependent uh, personality disorder come on who said that they d- they didn't know me at all but they slapped that in my file and it doesn't make sense i accepted it for a while until somebody asked me a question that changed my life and that one was Shouldn't that be your responsibility? And I said, yes, it should. It is my responsibility to work on my life and getting me healthy. And that is a message. There's hope. It is your responsibility if you want change to do it. You may need help. That's why we all are here. And there you need know how to practical advice Linda as you said to take the action steps and a little push in the bum and there's a process it takes time it's awesome and I love every moment of seeing my client go from I can't do that from hey I'm invincible
0: I know that's the best part right the absolute best part and Sarah
4: um The first thing that comes to mind is for me, I I mean, I I think it serves many different purposes to become invincible and not invisible, um, depending on the audience and who I'm dealing with. But right now, um, this is it sounds funny for me to say this, but working with students, a lot of them think I'm perfect, (laughs) they think I'm the smartest. And they bring me questions and I have answers. And so they look up to me like I'm God or something. And sometimes, I, you know, I don't, obviously, I don't share my story with my students until they think that I'm God. I'm like, okay, we gotta have a conversation because I'm not. And so <laughs> um, when I share these stories about my struggles and the difficulties that I've had to overcome, they look at me like, oh my God, you don't look anything like it. And I'm like, so what are you supposed to look like if you have struggles, like frown all day and cry? Like, no, you know, you just move on. And I think that part is where these students get inspired. They're like, wow, like on the surface, she looks perfect. She, I admire her. I want to look, look up to her, but she's overcome a lot. And being able to share that gives them, I think, almost permission to share their story. And they Bring And the stories they share, even though they're younger, like incredible, but these are things that they never get to open up to anyone about, just like I did not share my story with anyone. And so I think it just gives permission for people to be vulnerable, whereas you feel judgment most of the time. And, and that, that's exactly what I feared. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that I think is important as we share our stories, it really gives other people the the ability to actually share and be vulnerable and it's still okay. And it still makes you great.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and I think in the end, they respect you more, right? They look up to you more because, They know that what they see, the person that they have been embracing has been through something um, and it lets them know that they can too. And so as we wrap up this section, um, I would like for you to share um, one thing that you would like for our viewers, for the listeners of the podcast and the readers of this book Invin- invisible, no more. Invincible, forevermore. What is one thing you would like them to take away from the experience? Let's start
4: with uh, Sarah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> one thing. Well, I, um, I had an experience where a breakthrough experience myself where. I heard uh, the voice of God in my head. And this was a time where I thought I was nothing. I, I, it, it was a repeated message, like I'm nothing. And for a long time, I believed it to be true. And I believed it to be good because I thought being humble was a good thing. And so I had no problem saying, oh, no, 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 I'm nothing, you know? And I really believed it until I had this experience where I heard the voice of God and he's, and this, I was ima- imagining something and I was visualizing, I saw a, a sphere, almost what looked like the, uh, the earth and I saw one little bump and it took me a while to realize that that was me. So while I was still thinking that I was nothing, I was like, oh, that's exactly what I feel like. I'm alone. I feel very insignificant, and in a moment, split second, this turned around, what, what was gray became color. I saw what was like the earth, and I was still the only, um, only thing on it, and the voice of God said, Sarah, you're not nothing. You're the only thing that's important to me. You are my everything, oh. and... I'm gonna cry again. Oh. And that was so significant. And I think that's a message for everyone. You are the most important, the the most significant, and the the just really the only one that matters to God, to to whomever, like, and for you. and for you to remember that, like that's so important for, I think, all of us to realize you are, significant and just like what Linda mentioned we are made in his image and we need to really embrace that and really believe that to be true and you will you will have no problem living life (laughs) I think that's the message I would like to
0: share. Thank you that is beautiful and I was fighting back tears there. Um, Christine.
2: Well there's one thing, and I'll start with a little story. When I was in group psychotherapy, there was an 83-year-old lady that was very depressed and started to change her life. And her tenacity, courage, and effort to do it shaped what I now say as one of my models, which is it's truly, it's never too late to start living your best life. It's never too late whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, whatever. Worse than living a bad life is living a bad life for one day longer. It's never too late to start.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Mary.
3: Um, wow, Sarah, what a beautiful story. Both of you guys. It's so, um, well, you know, we need to just put sticky notes everywhere, right? Just to remind us when we have those days, right? (laughs) So I feel like, you know, when we don't do when, when we do not honor who we are inside and, and what our God-given right is, how we were born and, and, and what he wants for us in this world. You know, we basically are these physical expressions of his creation, right? Just living our lives physically expressing the creativity of, of what he created and not honoring the brilliance in each of us. This is not an ego thing. This is like a just raw, it. At the core of who every human being is, is this brilliance. And when we don't honor that, I think it's one of the biggest forms of betrayal there is when we do not honor who we are, we betray ourselves. So ego's out the door. I don't give a, you know, it doesn't matter what you've been told. None of those things, you've got to break it all down and find that light that's there, even if it's really tiny and you got to keep breathing into it and let it shine and make it bright and do not betray yourself. Cause that's something that's really hard to get over is betraying ourselves?
0: I love that. I love that. Very good. Linda, you get the final word here.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Whitney, for having us. Uh, I've been, I loved you know, hearing the stories even more cause I already know all of you ladies, but now I know you even more. Thank you for that. And before I share my last word, I just wanted to make a note that the book Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore Go to InvincibleForevermore.com to get the book. And 100% of the net proceeds from the sales of this book are going to a charity called Dress for Success. And Dress for Success is a 501c3 nonprofit charity. They empower women to achieve economic independence by providing a network of support, professional attire and the development tools to help women thrive in work and in life. If you want to check them out and make a donation, go to dressforsuccess.org. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned the charity, all of the books that I do, every single book that I do, that I, you know, the collaboration books, 100% of the net profits goes to a chosen charity that the authors of the book choose collectively. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, the thing I would say is, it's to live your life with no regrets. And I say that, you know, my mom, My dad was very volatile, abusive, alcoholic. My mom and dad were together for 55 years. And I'm going to give a, what's the word you're supposed to say? A trigger warning. Um, My mom and dad were together for 55 years. When my dad took his very last breath, the whole family was in the hospital room. And my dad took that last breath. And my mom's first words were, thank God the bastard is dead. That's how my chapter starts in this book, because that is an indication as to the life that I lived, just from those you know simple words that my mom said. And two weeks before she passed away, she ended up passing away three years later. She had a tough life those last three years. She had complications. She had surgery. And so, but anyway, uh, two weeks before she passed, she sat me down and she said, you know, Linda, I've lived so many of my years with regrets. You make sure you go out there and you live the rest of your life with no regret. I didn't know what that meant. I had no idea, but I went on a journey to discover what that meant for me. Everybody's no regrets is different. So discover what you're living your life with no regrets is and go do it. I don't get today, today over again. There are no do-overs in this life. We get one opportunity. You know, if you read, when you read everybody's story here, you'll, You'll read Christine, she alluded to it, just a little sneak peek. But when you read these stories, you're gonna see the challenges that these ladies have gone through and how they have overcome that. And not only overcome, but they are thriving. They are living invincible lives. And so I believe they're living their life with no regrets. And I am on my mission to live the rest of my life with no regrets. So I just wanna end with that, Whitney. And thank you so much for having us. Truly blessed and honored to have you in my life.
0: It was an absolute honor and pleasure to have you. Um, to do the, the interviews for uh, this book has been truly a blessing, getting to know um, the other authors and a little bit about their stories. We will be continuing this for some time, right? It is We're leading up to a book launch, but There's beyond the book launch and the relationships that are built as a part of this. You and I are connected from a book that we were in over a year ago and here we are uh, still collaborating and doing things together. So I'm going to say this um, to you who are watching and or listening um, that being invisible ultimately is a choice you get to decide to move from where you are to where you are created to be, where you are meant to be. And you just have to recognize that where you are is not for your best and your highest. And once you do that and you step into the authentic you, you decide you're gonna take back your power. Invincibility is a given. So do that. Take a look in the mirror. Someone said, you know, embrace who you are. You know, look in the mirror, love yourself, give yourself permission to be who you are, and then just be that. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for um, spending the last couple of hours with us as we've talked to the, the authors of the book, Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore. And if you haven't bought the book if you are listening to this after the book launch what are you waiting for get your copy invincibleforevermore.com do it reward yourself treat yourself share it give it away as a gift and thank you so much for being a part of this uh, journey for all of us take care Hi, and welcome back from listening to the interviews. I hope you got something out of that. You know, the, the thing that strikes me is that as much as people do things for the benefit of other people, we often grow in that process ourselves, right? So you heard the, these authors uh, say that they were impacted. The, the goal is that you share your story, and someone else hears that something resonates with them, they are inspired to take action, and their lives improve. But the cold hard fact is that our lives improve, your life can improve if you share your story, if you step out of the shadows and share your story, someone else will absolutely be impacted by it, but know that you are gonna grow in the process, particularly if you have any apprehension about it, any fear, any doubts around it, you will grow in the process. You may not get over your fear, you may still have that, but you will grow in the process and understand that you can do hard things You can feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's one of the great lessons, the great blessings in stepping out of your comfort zone, feeling the fear, doing it anyway, and having impact on your own life, growing in ways that will continue to allow you to be a blessing to other people. So thank you for listening to this set of interviews to listening to the entire series, and the Meet the Authors, uh, Invincible Forevermore series. We wanna thank you for joining us for this. We look forward to talking with you, um, joining back with Greer soon and uh, continuing with other impactful episodes of life. Lemons, and Lemon Drops. Take care. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at LifeLemonsLemondrops.com.